hey, hey, play games every day. What's going on, y'all? It's me, Leroy Ketchum. I'm one half of the possibly the greatest nerd podcast this side of the galaxy or in this dimension, depending on what reality you're thinking about. But either way, you tuned in to another episode of the Nerd Plate Podcast. Normally, I am joined by my co-host, Rockman3k3, but as you may have heard, if you're a regular listener to the show, we don't do shit normally because we are we are two nerds but we are also two niggas and for any white people that may be confused about what that means is we don't do shit the way we supposed to half the time so um guys i mean summer is just crazy uh rockman's moving he's got his own relationship to uphold i have working crazy hours at my job which i do love i don't want people to get the wrong idea i do love my job but you know the the job always takes a lot out of you so i'm working crazy hours and i got a softball league to maintain i have to worry about my work my relationships and you know family stuff so it's kind of crazy but we try our best to put this show out for y'all hopefully get y'all a little bit nerdier news that you don't necessarily listen to or you might not necessarily know um so I do shout out to Rockman and his homies Ben and Will and if he said the other guy's name I can't remember it and I'm sorry for that but those guys did a bang up job and it was just a real organic ass conversation uh, about a bunch of stuff which I do agree with and a bunch of stuff I don't agree with I enjoyed Star Wars talk but if you haven't listened to that one dropped on Tuesday the Warcraft Lunchable listen to that You'll probably hear something that you definitely agree with or you'll definitely be mad about. Like, I think one of my favorite conversations was um when they got into Star Wars, the um Jar Jar Binks Sith Lord conspiracy theory. Because Jar Jar was the comic relief, absolutely. But um I think I I don't know who was who, but one of the guys brought up a good point. He was doing shit that was just way too off. And, you know, way too geeky geeky and comic-y and all this kind of funny shit. But he was doing things that, you know, had it been anybody else, people would have been like, what the fuck? But because it's Jar Jar and he's a token idiot, you know, they don't think too much about it. But guys, go listen to that com- that uh, conversation. It was wonderful. It's about two hours. But, I mean, if you've had any kind of conversation with a person long enough, where you realize you started this when the sun was up, but by the time you're done with the conversation, it's di- it's nighttime and you know the parking lot is empty. Those are the kind of conversations that I like to have. Conversations that you know have a purpose and have a goal and continue to keep the dialogue moving. And especially when everybody's invested and everybody's having fun, you know, laughing, talking, talking about something that you enjoy. You know what I'm saying? That's that's those are the things that I enjoy. And that was an organic ass conversation between some buddies. You know, uh, wrapping up after um, a meeting about another one of Rockman's projects, which uh, the boy re- legitimately has about 14 projects in the works. So he's working hard as shit, and I appreciate him every day. So uh, if you listen to this nigga, which I know you are, I appreciate you. Best co-host I ever had. Couldn't do this shit without you. Won't do this shit without you. So, But, you know, that's enough dick riding for the day. And uh, as you know, I'm no dick rider, except for maybe Goku, because Goku's the shit. But I digress. Um, So we're going to get into this. It's another appetizer episode, because we did not meet up this weekend and talk and do our regular show. So usually there's a what if episode here, which 
hopefully, if I if we can get it to work, it's gonna be some real fire. It's gonna be some real stupid shit that comes out on the next What If episode. So you know, get prepared, Mr. Smith. I thank you for your dedicated support. We have not forgotten about you and your My Hero Academia episode, but we need a third party, and he is also black. And as you know, we don't do things correctly. Neither does he. So. As soon as we can all link up our schedules, I promise you we will do a My Hero Academia uh, What If. That is coming down the pipeline. I don't want you to think that we have forgotten you. I still have to talk to you, dude, because I got some questions of my damn self to ask. And probably answer some of yours about me. But uh, I digress. That's enough of that. Um, Let me see. Do I need to miss anything? Nah, you guys know how this show goes. So, um... It's going to be another appetizer episode. It's going to be real motherfucking informative. Um, I'm going to do my best to tell y'all about some stories that I think are relevant. And, you know, that pique a little interest. So, it's going to be about 10 stories. So, y'all just bear with me. And we're going to learn some things today. So, number one. Doctor Doom movie. Uh, the Doctor Doom MCU movie is apparently really happening. Uh, Noah Hawley. Confirms conversations with Mr. Fe- Kevin Feige. Now, if you don't know who Noel Howley is, he's the creator of Fargo, which is an FX series, and Legion, which is an FX series as well. Legion, I think, is on its last season, or it's a new season. I can't remember because I dropped off probably around season, probably after the end of the first season because I am not a series kind of guy. unless If it doesn't grip me like from episode 7, up, I'm probably not going to finish it, but Legion is a legitimately good series, because I do pop back in and watch an episode or two every now and again, but I don't binge watch series, I don't keep up with series either still um, since Walking Dead is over, uh, my mom has recently gotten HBO Go and she's watched the whole thing, wasn't impressed but I still got to catch back up and finish Game of Thrones even though it ended so disappointingly that's neither here nor damn there, but Noah Howley has confirmed that he's been in conversations with the MCU head Kevin Page about a Doctor Doom movie. The Hollywood Reporter referenced that Doctor Doom movie was writing was for Fox, and he confirmed that they're talking to Disney about making it. So, if you haven't, if you haven't known, or I'm not gonna say under a rock, because most people don't know this kind of shit, but Fox did own um, a certain number of properties that were Marvel originals, like Fantastic Four and Spider Man and X Men, but Disney, in its all-knowing uh, power, bought those properties back. So, um, all the Fox movies of Spider-Man and the X-Men and the Fantastic Four will be undone. Well, they're not going to be undone. You can't undo something that's already here. That's a movie. That literally exists. You can't wipe it from people's memory. I know what I'm saying. You know what I'm trying to say. But those are going to be redone in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which means they will more than likely say goodbye to all of the classics, uh, the classic, I guess, X-Men movies with Hugh Jackman uh, starring as Wolverine and the terrible, well, not terrible, Spider-Man movies with Tobey Maguire and such and such. But, you know, Doctor Doom, since he's, this is the movie that we're talking about, is one of the premier Marvel villains that people, you know, yeah, Thanos is the shit and everything, and they made a whole... Infinity Saga about Thanos, but people forget that Doctor Doom was low key one of the baddest motherfuckers in Marvel in Marvel period. Because not only does Doctor Doom 
seek, uh, you know, infinite power, he does it all from a castle in fucking Latveria. And check this out. He's just a dude. He's not an alien. He's not a cosmic entity. He's just a dude with fucking power. Doug Power Cosmic, but you know, he's just a fucking dude. To put it to you like this, in Battle World, uh, I think in the Battle World series, in the Battle World series, this motherfucker not only became God, became like, well, I guess he did technically become God. Um, he pretty much rewrote existence the way he wanted it to. Thanos heard this. Thanos got the Infinity Gauntlet and showed up to Doom and said, nigga, let's throw these hands. Dr. Doom got out of his chair. He walked up and crushed Thanos' skull right then and there. That's the kind of shit that people don't look at. That's the kind of shit that comic book people know that, oh my God, the MCU is great, but it's missing so much. So to have a Dr. Doom movie like this, you know, it's it's kind of fucking paramount for Marvel right now because they need a villain. Thanos has been the big badass for the last 10 years, or the big overlooming badass for the last 10 years. He's gone. You know, snap, gone, done. Uh, can't be, it probably won't be undone unless, you know, some wackadoo shit happens and, you know, Endgame is just irrelevant. But Doctor Doom, a Doctor Doom movie would be amazing because it can also set up, you know, another Fantastic Four run. And... The Fantastic Four have had, um, let's see, a two cartoon series, two, three movies, but two different universes. So I guess one set of movies had, well, stars, um, what's the guy that plays Captain America? Not Chris Hemsworth, but Chris Evans. Uh, Chris Evans as Johnny Storm. The other stars Michael B. Jordan as Johnny Storm. So two different universes, neither of them worked. I wasn't mad at the original Fantastic Four, but it had Jessica Alba and Chris Evans, and without, you know, contract negotiations, Chris Evans would have never become Captain America, who by far is probably the better, the best Captain America that we got, you know, acting-wise. Because if you watch the Avengers from the 70s, oh my God, it was just awful. But I digress. Um, Holly says, I'm trying to get from under... I'm trying to get out from under this movie. I made it. I made in this last season of Legion and Fargo is coming back up. But for better or for worse, these are the stories we want to hear right now. I think you can bury your head in the sand and say that's unfortunate for our culture because they're simplistic. Some people say that. I don't look at it that way. I think there are morality tales on a larger scale. And it's a better part of the conversation than, than pretend the conversation isn't happening. So with that, I mean, I think he's tired of doing small stuff, and I think he's ready to um play with the big boys and make his own fucking movie. Now, we heard about this back in 2017, and it was just a Doctor Doom-related movie. He later noted that, you know, Captain America Winter Soldier or something he's trying to incorporate in this film. By June, I think, by June of last year, I think he was done drafting the first, the done writing the first draft of the script. And he said, I think it'll, he told the um, Hollywood Reporter that I think something the studio might actually like, but it needs some work. Um, that, of course, he was writing for Fox at the time. He didn't know that Disney's acquisition would be, you know, a thing. So now he probably has to rewrite this. And he's probably going to have to um, 
team up with the Russo Bros, something like that. But, you know, a Doctor Doom movie is going to be made. Uh, Well, no, let me not say that shit. I don't know if it's going to be made or not. I hope it's going to be made. Let's put it that way. Because Doctor Doom is one of the most slept on villains, you know, in the, I guess, in the movie universe. Because, you know, people forget the first Ultimate Alliance. Doctor Doom was the bad guy. And he had plans like nobody else had. He was like, I'm going to steal Odin's power and become fucking Allfather. Which basically makes me God. Kiss my fucking fleek, bitch. You know, stuff like that, you know. So, I really hope this Doctor Doom movie gets made. I hope that um, the MCU will take it, take him and nurture it and make it grow the way it's supposed to be. And it don't end up just being, um, hate to say this, a Captain Marvel movie. Because Captain Marvel was basically fucking useless. But, you know, I'm not a misogynist. I don't think that, you know, just because she's a girl superhero, that is, she doesn't have a place. She just, the movie was fine. Her solo movie was fine. You know, it wasn't blockbuster. It wasn't amazing. It's not in my top. It's not even, it's probably the lower half of if I ranked all the Marvel movies in the Infinity Saga. But, you know, it would be par- It would be paramount just because you can set up a whole different set of shit. So, I hope Marvel goes in with that. Uh, moving right on damn along. Um, there's a new uh, app out that has taken uh, the phone game, the uh, mobile game market by storm, if you read that kind of shit, Harry Potter Wizards Unite. Um, I just discovered this app a week ago. I tried it, and I can honestly, oh yeah, it's de- let's, let me do the long and the short of it. It is developed by Niantic, you know, same people did Pokemon Go, but uh, you can honestly see the similarities in it. Because it's basically the same damn game as Pokemon Go, but it's just got Harry Potter shit. Like, um, George R. R. Martin describes um, writing stories as furniture moving. He says, I think uh, this is, you know, my own interpretation. This is paraphrasing by a lot. But he says that all different storytelling genres are the same thing, but you just substitute things in and out. So... For say, if you're going to do a future thing, you sell, and if you want to go from future to let's say, uh, fantasy, you would go from like a teleporter to a summoning circle, or you know, a magic wand for a phaser, stuff like that. This very much so is a swap out of mechanics and skins and stuff like that. Because while you travel around on a broomstick, you go through real world, you know neighborhoods and you see stuff you know from the from the movies and the books and stuff but you're still traveling the same way you're walking down that you have a few more options like there's things you can catch up with magic beasts you can connect with friends and stuff you go to um they're not pokestops but i don't know what they're called but they're like little hot spots or whatever where you can meet you know, real other magicians and stuff. And, of course, the augmented reality thing is very much so appropriate appropriated here because, you know, you can turn on your camera and see, uh, let's fucking say, a griffin. Not a griffin. Um, uh, what's that damn thing called? That Hagrid War. Ah, shit. See, it's been so long since I wrote, I've read Harry Potter. I read Harry Potter when it started. And, um, yeah. 
So you can see all types of things, uh, goblins and shit, you know, in the real world trying to do things, and you'll probably have to solve some goofy ass thing. But there's a potions um, thing in there. Connecting with friends doesn't really get you any benefits. Um, you collect, you know, trinkets and find stuff in real world and solve puzzles and all that kind of stuff. But you know, it's it's very much a carbon copy. Doesn't really tickle my fancy, but you know, I'm not as obsessed with Harry Potter as I I was. Cause like I said, I read I read the very first book uh, six months after it came out because my mom wanted me to start reading really really early and she wanted me to be a reader rather than someone who watches a lot of television and it worked you know I, i've can honestly say i've read the entire series and i've loved the entire series with the except i have my reservations for the last book uh which was the cursed child which is the story of harry's son and how he went through slytherin and stuff like that but you know probably back in the day this, this come out probably would have been revolutionary this is more to me just something for Harry Potter fanboys to get lit about. Which it's nothing wrong with that. You know, support your shit, talk your noise, boo boo. But to me it's a carbon copy. Not really worth my time. I've played it probably about a week. Uh, I think I added a friend. Uh I think randomly. Uh I think it was just a uh, a guy at work. But yeah. So, if you're interested with that, it's on the iPhone and Android market. Uh, Harry Potter Wizards Unite. Learn some spells, make some potions, blah, blah, blah. That's all you need to hear about that from me. Because I... Eh. Phone games aren't my fancy as much anymore. They're more time wasters, not anything serious. Um, moving right along to shit that is not that serious. Um, not at least not to me. I say all these things as they apply to me. I can't really speak for anybody else. Rockman probably is like, fuck this shit. Because I don't know whether or not Rockman is into Harry Potter or not. But he definitely ain't fucking with the mobile games. So, moving right along. Um, Glenn Schofield, uh, former vice president of Sledgehammer Games and Visceral Games. Uh, if you don't know who that is. Um, the guy who made Dead Space. Has been... Uh, um, well, and not just Dead Space. He was uh, part of the director lead on a few Call of Duty games, but he's recently named recently been named the head of Striking Distance Studio by the people of PUBG, and will be creating an original narrative experience within the PUBG universe. PUBG Corporation announced the news today that Showfield will be building a world-class development team from the ground up to help create this new narrative experience within the Player Unknown's Battlegrounds universe. Now, what that means, I have no idea. But I'm just kidding. So, it sounds like they're trying to make PUBG a lot more than what it is, which is a free-for-all, hard-as-fuck, unfinished game. Uh, not free for all battle royale. Uh, I guess it is free for all if you play solo, but a battle royale game that's not finished. Um, now Showfield's been in the game, uh, been in the industry for like a minute now, cause uh, I know I know him specifically for Gex 3D, uh, Enter the Gecko, and um, I think he did one of the Blood Omens. I think it was two. I think it was Legacy of Kane. I don't remember, but I do know his name. Um. Uh, the Call of Duties he did were Modern Warfare 3, uh, Advanced Warfare, and World War 2. Now, out of those, only one, 
and two were well, yeah, two of those were good because Advanced Warfare was god awful. Um, so if he's trying to create a, I don't even understand what it means when it says narrative experience, because PUBG doesn't need a story mode, just like Minecraft doesn't need a story mode. PUBG doesn't need any more updates other than graphic smoothing and dedicated servers and finishing the damn game. So better mechanics, um, no glitch, uh, fix the glitch problems. I mean, I mean, I literally played a game of PUBG where half of the damn stuff wasn't rendered, and I had a pretty good ass, pretty good ass TV. But you know, when your game don't come out, ha when it comes out half rendered. I mean, that's just lazy, man. That's like not even trying to put any effort into it. It's like trying to make a cupcake with three ingredients. You know, you need, you need, you know, flour. You need eggs. You need sugar, you know. But if you're going to half-ass a, half a game, you know, put a disclaimer out there. Don't make me, because I was an idiot, and I got duped into paying $30 for that nonsense. And I hate myself for that every day. But, you know... It was more for the purpose of playing with friends, which I'm down to play with friends for most anything, but I'll never do that shit again. You got to really sell me on this game to make me buy it. But, yeah. So, he's trying to, um, he's apparently building him a triple-A team, he says. Um, so he can explore some new designs and hopefully make PUBG better than what the fuck it is. Even though, at one point, it was one of the better games, but Fortnite has eclipsed that by miles. Leagues, miles, uh, fuck it, I don't even know, football fields. Uh, PUBG, I think, is the fifth highest. Uh, I don't know about fifth highest. This is one of the, um, it only sold about 50 million copies. And, um, I think it was, it was the first of the Battle Royale joints, uh, that was taken seriously in their Fortnite change. And, you know, took over from there. So, look out for that if you're down with PUBG. I'm not down with PUBG. It just ain't for me. Because I'm just not a Battle Royale type of guy if I don't fucking have to be. Now, that is with some exception because Apex Legends was fucking amazing. And I'm very excited for Season 2, which comes out, I think, next month in July. But that will be for later. So, yeah. Look out for PUBG stuff. Nah, not for me. But I am, again, the only reason I'm even highlighting this is because he was instrumental in Dead Space. And Dead Space, to this day, is one of the most terrifying games I've ever played. And I was mentioned on Rockman's episode on Tuesday that um, a few of the guys experienced playing Dead Space. Well, I finished Dead Space 1. I never finished Dead Space 2. The only time I'll play Dead Space ever again is outside in my driveway on a hot summer day with the sun and no clouds and the sound turned all the way down to three because I refuse to play that game in any closed space ever again so thank you Mr. Schofield for giving me uh, schizophrenia for a while and making me paranoid and makes me think necromorphs are gonna jump out and you know kiss me with their loving sharp claws and hands so fuck you for that um Next story. Uh here's a here's a bit uh, uh, a story that I was kind of confused about because I don't know how it's gonna do. I don't know how it's gonna make. Okay, I don't know how it's gonna work. So, if you just started watching anime, 
which there's this big debate about dubbed anime and subbed anime out there. And let me just get my take. I don't give a fuck how you get it. Anime by itself is a fucking art form. And we are blessed and gracious. It should be gracious that we have access to it. So whether you watch that shit dubbed or subbed, it does not matter. Now, translation, hardcore people, translations are going to fuck them up. Yes, I know. Naruto never actually said believe it. He did that shit maybe one time in the manga. But, I mean, is that really the hill that you're trying to fight on? But, like, dude, as long as he watched the show. Japanese, do Japanese artists do better? I mean, that's a personal preference thing. Because to me, the English versions of Dragon Ball Z are will always be 20 times harder than the damn Japanese. And that's no disrespect to the Japanese voice actors. I just grew up with the um, the English voices. So saying Kamehameha from Sean Schmiel and um, when Christopher Sabat, you know, called Kakarot out, that shit is just going to hit my heart a lot harder than when they do it in Japanese. I'm still going to watch that shit, and I'm very excited for the um, new season of Dragon Ball Super, speaking of. But um, dubbed and subbed anime is like wings that are... Um, People who like flats and people who like drums. It's the same shit. It don't matter. Just eat it. Okay? We all love it. Why are we fighting about it? Digress. Step off my soapbox for a second. But Bandai Namco, uh, which one I didn't even know was still in fucking business. Thought they went the way of Capcom and was just like, or not Capcom, Sega. And was uh, just kind of a part of somebody else's studio. So the way I imagine Sega is... They are basically they're still a, they're still their own standalone company, but they're in Nintendo's building, and the whole floor is decorated with red cubicles. Everything is just red, and there's probably two guys that have a joint cubicle, and their cubicle is blue. So just imagine a field of red and two blue guys. So that's how I imagine Sega Bandai Namco. I don't even know where they are. Bandai Namco announces a 3v3 One Punch Man game. So, like a lot of traditional anime, well, not like a traditional anime, a lot of animes are doing and they're going to fighting games, which is good because um, the Naruto series is probably one of the best one, best um, one-on-one fight games, but, I mean, it's not really one-on-one. It's 3v3, but you play one character at a time. That was amazing, and that series has taken the fuck off. That's probably the better thing, one of the better things they did. But now you have Jump Force, and Jump Force is slowly building. You know, all they have to do is keep adding characters, and <laughs> you can't get no better than that. But um, they're making a one punch three v three one punch man game. I don't quite understand how this is gonna be working. And it's going to be a 3D fighter, so, you know, movement and all that kind of stuff. But the announcement trailer, which I don't watch, I didn't watch. I, d- I try my best not to watch uh, trailers about things that I don't care about. And One Punch Man, just for me, isn't one of those things that I just don't care about. I mean, it's a good series. Don't get me wrong. It's It ain't my top 10 animes of all time. It's not even top. I mean, it might be top 20, but it might be 19. But it's a good series. It is... Um, I mean, he's just, uh, what's the word? A parody. He's a parody on, you know, the traditional anime protagonist. Um, what really pisses me off about One Punch Man is that people compare him to Goku. And 
comparing anybody to Goku, it's not even the same level. It's like comparing basketball to, you know, making a souffle. This shit does, it don't, it don't work, goddammit. So don't fucking try it. And I'll fight anybody on that. Whether or not he can beat Goku, irrelevant. I know he can't, but it's irrelevant. It's a, it's not an unarguable point. But the announcement trailer revealed apparently a cast including Saitama, as well as Genos, Hellish Blizzard, Speedo, Sound, Sonic, and Moomin Rider. Which Moomin Rider is the GOAT because all that nigga do is ride a bike. And Justice Crash, by far the best the best move in the whole damn series. <laughs> Moomin Rider, the realest nigga ever. But uh, the announcement tweet, uh, tweet teased that more characters will soon be announced. It's called One Punch Man, a hero nobody knows. It'll be on all systems. Uh, except for Switch. So it'll be on PS4, Xbox, and PC. So, and there have been, there's been no, they did the smart thing and they said coming soon. They didn't give any kind of timetable. They didn't give any kind of, um, not, um, knowledge about their work. They just said coming the fuck soon. Um, One Punch Man clearly is one of IGN's favorite anime series because it, um, because season two is actually really good. Uh, I was surprised that it caught on the way it did, but I guess it was drawn so well. It had a lot of action. Mm, excuse me. Had a lot of action. Had a storyline that people could follow. But to me, One Punch Man was just kind of like, oh, he does the same thing every episode. They can't find him. There's a really bad guy. He's going to come. He's going to be late as shit. He's going to punch him. Um, and then one of three things is going to happen. Nobody's going to believe him that he did it. He's not even going to believe that he did it, and uh, he's going to go to the, gr- he may or may not go to the grocery store. It's the same thing that happens, you know. To me, putting up a guy who doesn't have to work hard for, you know, winning just doesn't appeal to me, because Goku trains harder than anybody. Naruto trains harder than anybody. Ichigo even trained harder than most people. Yusuke trained. This guy just did three years worth of hard workouts, lost all his hair, and he's God. Yeah, get the fuck out of here with that nonsense. But um, I probably will check it out. It won't be a day one thing for me. It'll probably be, you know, an on-sale fighting game for me. And I'm pretty good about my fighting games. So if it's if it's truly serious, you know, I'll wait till a better trailer comes out. And I won't because I haven't watched the announcement trailer. So hopefully if there's an actual trailer... Like, Jump Force made it on TV. So, if it makes it to TV, I might check it out early. But, just if you wanted to know, it's out there. Um, so, this one is uh, kind of near and dear to my heart. Because this is one of, these are one of my favorite movies, like, of all time. I used to be able to quote this movie. And, since they've been on Netflix, I've recently rewatched them. And, yes, they still hold up. So, The Matrix 4 has the Wachowski siblings returning to direct a new movie. Um, it's uh, it went out on Twitter. I think a few day. I think on Monday that somebody was talking about uh, the Wachowskis coming back, and they had that they had Michael B. Jordan as one of their targeted uh role as one of to be as one of their targeted roles. Um, to me, that's uh. That's a reach, man, because um, the article here says back in 2017, THR originally reported Warner Bros. was starting to develop a relaunch of the Matrix franchise. 
starring Jordan with a script by Zach Penn, who was the guy who co-wrote um, Ready Player One. Now, that was all well and good because back then, you know, they said from the guys who from the guy who co from one of the guys from Ready Player One and Ready Player One was fucking amazing. If you haven't gone seen that movie, please go see it. Um, it is everything that this show is and everything that this show loves to talk about. But, you know, I was re- uh, as I recently rewatched it. Um, yes, the series has some slow points. Two was obviously the best one, but I think people give three a bad rap because (laughs) the story is just very tiring and it, it's, it's so philosophical as, it's just philosophical as hell. And, um, I will fight anybody because there's a, a rumor, there's a theory that's out there that, um, Smith is actually the one and Neo is the bad guy. Um, I'll go and I'll fight any hit. I'll fight anybody to death about that shit because it's not. It's not true. The way the movie works, the way the movie's set up, and the way it happens, there's no reason that you have to solidify yourself to say that Smith is the one. But I digress. But do I want a Matrix Four? Yes, because um, those movies are great. Um, if you watch the end of the second one, and the end of the third one back when um, both parts where the architect is involved he speaks about Zion being destroyed a sixth time and the Matrix instead of being, well the Matrix being reset six times Neo is the one the catalyst who chose the opposite and tries to sacrifice himself Zion didn't get destroyed, the Matrix didn't get reset, but the problem which was Smith got solved you know so i don't know how they would set it up i don't know because the matrix never gets reset so there's never another possibility of the one you know blah 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 we can go down that rabbit hole a whole thing um the the there's a website up for it and the site says plot details are under wraps currently unknown blah 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 so they're trying to do all this kind of stuff i don't think it's gonna be real uh do I want to see it? Yes, I, I think I said that already, but um, I know Keanu Reeves probably won't be in it because there's no place for him, especially since John Wick is uh, has took off the way it did. Um, can you get any of the original cast? Maybe. Um, maybe. Yeah, maybe. It's it's just a it's just a straight up maybe. Uh, so. If it happens, I'm here to see it. I probably, yeah, I'll probably go see it day one and probably be disappointed by it. But um, that's fine. One of the Matrix is still one of my favorite series, uh, movies. Um, the books were amazing. Well, the one book was amazing. The Animatrix was fucking phenomenal. Um, I think it's one of the cult classics, um, of nerd movies. It was one of my first nerd movies. But yeah, so Matrix Four. Look for it. I don't care. Oh, man. <clears throat> uh, keeping the whole movie train going. Um, Now, I, I may butcher this woman's name. But. Well, no, I'm not going to butcher the name. I might butcher the name because I can read. Taika Waititi, um, the director of Thor Ragnarok, is reportedly 
Looking to crack the long gestating big screen return of sci-fi icon Flash Gordon. Now, Flash Gordon was also one of my uh, first, uh, I guess, nerdy things. Um, but I always, I caught the reruns of the TV show. And back then, I didn't know that Queen did his theme song. And I became a huge Queen fan probably around high school. Um, you know, Flash Gordon, the guy from, uh, damn, what is that? But that Mark Wahlberg movie with the t- Ted, the guy who marries Ted and uh, Tamulin, I think is his girlfriend's name. That's Flash Gordon, who is the savior of the universe. He will save us all. Uh, if you need any more information about Flash Gordon, just go, just go watch the damn theme song, and you'll see what kind of show it is. But um. Uh, Flash, uh, he was created. Flash was created in the Depression era, and um, he hit the TV. He hit the TV screen probably about 1980. But uh, it's it's really really goofy. It um, it's really funny, but just because it's so cheesy and it's very uh, it's like He Man in space basically, because he's buff, he's blonde, he's he's the savior of the universe. Um, yeah, it's it's funny. But um, Wakiti, who I mean, Thor Ragnarok was probably one of the best MCU films for me, just because I mean it had everything in it. It was humorous. It was dark. It was eye-opening. It was action-packed. It was thrilling. I mean, what the fuck? I mean, Thor went through transformations. The Hulk went through, you know. You saw a different side of the Hulk. You brought in Valkyrie. I mean, Ragnarok and Planet Hulk at the same time. Yeah, it's just it was just one of my one of my more favorite um, MCU movies. But uh, so that means Watiti knows what he's doing. But uh, it's too early to gauge exactly what the role would be and how it would be done. But you know, that's coming down the pipeline. I'm very very excited about that. Same thing in the same vein, the um, Masters of the Universe live action, which I'm I'm hella for, because again, He Man was one of them things. Um, I'm I hope all these shows that get rebooted and reanimated or live actioned, I hope that they at least do their homework, read your source material, because that'll save you a lot of trouble and a lot of grief. Because, God forbid, you make a, a Super Mario Bros. movie and it has nothing to do with the fucking game. Um, this Sonic thing. This Sonic movie is turning out to be more hell than it's worth. And that's basically because the guys didn't do their fucking homework. Everybody's seen Sonic, but you didn't take into account what the fuck he's supposed to look like. So, you know, with Flash Gordon, he's got to have the sword. He's got to have his sword. He's got to have his... um. Uh, I forgot the little speeder transporter thing, but it was a hoverboard. It basically was a hoverboard with a damn scooter handle on it. And uh, you know, you got you got to keep the theme song because it's one of Freddie Mercury and Queen's—not Freddie Mercury himself, but it's one of Queen's better um, projects. So that's coming down the pipeline. Keeping with the Marvel thing, let's go. Let's jump. Let's jump straight through Marvel. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, so if you are not aware, um, there's going to be an Avengers game and 
it's not that impressive looking to some. It's impressive looking to me, but for the wrong reasons. So, to me, the um, story in Marvel's Avengers, it's going to be a five-year jump from, I think, the, from the movie. Um, people are pissed off because the characters don't look like what they're supposed to look like. You know, they um, from the trailer that they showed at E3, not E3, the um, teaser trailer that was released before E3, we saw um, game, uh, not a gameplay, not real gameplay, but um, a CG trailer of just random setups for shit, and it didn't really look that exciting. So there's an there of course there's an event that calls the Avengers. It's called A Day. Um, Captain America's gonna die, which we already know that because they've spoiled that part. But there's going to be some character, some costumes that we haven't seen. Um, Tony Sparks, Tony Stark is going to sport the white suit, Iron Man suit of armor while he's in space. While it appears that the Avengers don't immediately change into their costume, because uh, this is five years in the future. From I would assume, uh, well, it doesn't really fucking spe- specify, but you know, it's got. The A Day happening and everybody's still in their regular ass clothes. Thor, for some reason, has the power to transform and he waits to put on his Asgardian armor. So, yeah. Um, elsewhere in the interview, developers also dig into the adventure, the Avengers' human side, explaining how the disaster at the beginning of the game changes them. When the disaster happens, it levels the city, and now the Avengers are leaderless as well as guilt-stricken. We're going to journey. We're going to journey to reassemble the Avengers and see whether they can preserve. So, of course, Captain America's going to die. And it's probably, it's going to hit. It's going to hit hard because uh, Cap really won me over in uh, Endgame when he got the hammer. I mean, I, I, I was a Cap fan after the first Captain America movie. Winter Soldier just helped it. Civil War amped that shit up. And by Endgame, I have Chris Evans, uh, Captain America. Does no wrong. Comic book Captain America? Yeah, fuck him. And uh, I have my own personal beast with that. That's just me. Um, The Hulk's transformation, I will say, was one of the better ones. Because, I mean, the guy jumped from... You don't really see it all the way through. You see, you know, the beginning stages. But he jumps up. And by the time he lands on the second part of the bridge, he's Hulk. And he is being Hulk. So, you know... Uh... I think this game has a lot to live up to, you know, the personality changes and the costume changes and all this other kind of stuff. I really hope, I really, really hope that it's good because I am interested to see what it's going to be like because it'll be an Avengers game that's just straight an Avengers game and I don't have to wait for um, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, which is going to be on the Switch exclusively, but it's going to be a timed exclusive, so I'd rather have an Avengers game to play with. Um... IGN sat down with uh, <coughs> <coughs> excuse me. Um, sat down with uh, Vincent Napo- Napoli, Napoli. I don't know, and he detailed the game's skill gear, cosmetic customization options, and they said they won't change following fan criticism. So just because they don't look like the movies, they're not gonna budge like the people from Sonic did and try and change this shit in the middle. They say we gonna get it. How you gonna get it? 
Um, they're going to say how the team's going to try and cope without Captain America. They're going to learn some more things. And the game's release date is May 15th of 2020. So they got time, guys. Let's just give them a chance and see what they can talk about. Um, so look out for that. Um, I think it looks exciting. Uh, so, yeah. Moving right on along. Um, got three more stories, guys. I know we're running kind of long, but hopefully you are learning something. As we know, Rick and Morty is coming back later. So, um, just to put y'all on some game, if you missed it, um, I think it's available on the streaming service. But there is a um, anim- another animated space show called Final Space. And it's, it, it, was, it started off real slow. It was on TBS. That's when it started out. Probably why a lot of people didn't watch it, because TBS as a network is hilarious. Like, the fact that they try so hard and they don't have anything anymore. Because all I remember from TBS is reruns from of American Dad, reruns of Family Guy, and um, what's that Tyler Perry show? Meet the Browns. Other than that, TBS is just nothing to me. Didn't have any uh, original animated shows. So, Final Space, if, <laughs> if, you really have, if you really have not watched it, please, please just give it a try. Like, watch the first three episodes. Oh, my God. It's around this guy named Gary Godspeed. <laughs> Goodspeed, excuse me, not Godspeed. He's an idiot, and he's serving out a pri- prison sentence in space. And the universe universe altering shit happens where he meets Mooncake. <laughs> Mooncake's, my, Mooncake's my guy. Uh, and his uh, final, and his, uh, I guess his nemesis by the end of the first episode, you know, the setup is Lord Commander. And yeah. So Lord Commander is trying to breach plans to access the final space, which is this dimension where if he gets if he gets into it, has the power to delete like all of existence. So it's it's very funny. Um try it out. Uh it was can- championed by Conan O'Brien. I can't remember why. I'm not really a talk show host kind of guy. But yeah. Watch the show. It's very funny. It won't. It'll probably fill the void till Rick and Morty gets here. But it, just try, just try it out, guys. It's in the same vein as Futurama because it's funny and there's, you know, some adult humor in there. There's action. There's more comedy than anything. But it is an overarching plot, so not really Futurama. Um, it's not really random because it does follow a set path. Futurama was kind of just random episodes about random adventures. These all adventures all point out to things in Final Space. So, um, check it out. It's on Adult Swim now, which, like I said, is on the streaming app. Check that shit out. It's really funny. Um, and, yeah. <coughs> on to uh, animated series. Um, guys, I broke my one... I broke a rule. I'm not a... I'm I'm usually a rule breaker, but only for stupid rules. But this is a rule that I upheld to myself. Um, if you've just started listening to this podcast, I'll explain it to you. I, ever since, let's see, I think somewhere around the Civil War era, not Civil War era, obviously the Marvel MCU Universe movie. Civil War, probably around the time that trailer came out, I said that I was done with trailers. 
and well, no, it wasn't even a Marvel thing. It was a Justice League. No, not Justice. It was a DC movie, but I believe it was in the DC movie trailer that I believe myself, Rockman, Shogun, and Cole Jackson were sitting down. Shout out to the uh, Government Name Podcast and shout out to the Conversation Con Artist Podcast. Um, you can check those guys out at their respective channels. Um, I think we were sitting down and we were talking about um, we were having an argument because it's always an argument on DC's side. Uh, we were having an argument about something and uh, the thing came up was, did you watch the trailer? The trailer basically spoiled the movie and we I think we watched the trailer. I can't remember what movie it was from. They'll probably call me out on it to, uh, today when you're listening to this. As they listen to it, they'll probably text me like, Nikki, what are you talking about? Stuff like that. But the trailer basically told the whole story of the movie and i agree with that and i'm i usually not a guy who cares about spoilers because i'm an idiot and uh, but i'm a responsible and smart idiot because my memory is bad enough where i don't remember trailers by the time i could watch a trailer and by the time the movie came out i forgot what was in the trailer so it was a brand new experience for me and spoilers even if people told me by the time I went to watch the movie, I didn't remember that shit. So, yeah. Um, so, I went trailerless. I said no more trailers um, for any superhero movies or any movies that I'm intending to go watch. Because I, I think my memory is getting better. <laughs> which is weird. As you get older, usually it gets worse. But I'm starting to pay a little bit more attention now. And I've been trailerless since that time. So, I never saw trailers for Endgame. I never saw trailers for Captain Marvel. I haven't seen trailers for... I never saw the trailer for Into the Spider-Verse. I never saw trailers for um, Dark Phoenix. I never saw trailers for Spider-Man Far From Home. All these things. I skipped trailers. No uh, Shazams. Nothing. So... Uh, in that same vein, I think it provides me a new experience every time I watch the movie. And there's a new hype that I get from it. Because not knowing what's going to happen, not knowing what's in the trailer, gives me a clean slate. Because when you re- when you watch the trailer, you start off with expectations. And you're going to be looking for that. And the Russo brothers, which did they did a wonderful job with Endgame, which is coming back to theaters, by the way with um trailers because they put out a trailer that had nothing to do with the movie like not not even a little bit there was no scene in that it's like when you see a gameplay trailer a gameplay trailer on tv and it says not actual game footage yeah that's the kind of stuff that pisses people like me off now because you're showing me something and i'm going to be expecting it so i broke my rule because one this had something to do with a fonder memory of childhood, back when cartoons were actually worth a damn. <coughs> Not just goofy 2019 humor. It was actual thought-out comedy or actual thought-out story. Um, if you've watched the DC Animated Universe grow, um, you know DC Animated is ten times more interesting than their live-action stuff. Which is disappointing because the DC streaming service is reportedly being shut down. I don't think they're going to do it. If you haven't seen Swamp Thing, go watch it. If you haven't seen Titans, go watch it. Doom Patrol eh, is very meh. But Titans, yes. Swamp Thing, yes. Because they have perfected horror. 
and I didn't think it was possible in DC, which is a superhero type of thing. But when I was a kid, the uh, Teen Titans TV show, which the theme song was by Hi Hi Puffy Amiyumi, which was a band which I hope is still around. I need to check that. But it was done beautifully. It was very key to the DC animated universe as it stands now. Uh, it told a great story. It was gripping. It ended so soon. So much sooner than it needed to. But that show got canceled, of course. It didn't get canceled. Well, yeah, it got canceled. It got a ep- final episode. It was just never renewed. So we had to wait and wait and wait and wait and wait. And then, somewhere around the time of 2010, 2011, well, not even, I think it was 2013 or 14. We saw the resurgence of Teen Titans, new Teen Titans uh, show coming out called Teen Titans Go. Now, what we expected was, you know, oh, they're just going to redo the, they're just going to redraw it and, you know, they'll get the same actors and stuff to do the voices. And, you know, it'll be uh, another serious type of deal. We were one third right. Well, we had one of those things right. They got the same actors because the show Teen Titans Go was completely and utterly <coughs> disappointing it was made for a generation of children below the age of 12 no barely 10 it's a lot of goofy yeah it kept the same characters and their same powers and their same i guess somewhat personalities but there's more jokes robin is a goofball raven um Dons a yellow outfit at some point and becomes, you know, a superhero, uh, a bright superhero who's happy. Cyborg's an idiot. Eh, Beast Boy's a Beast Boy is a vegan and but Beast Boy make like hit songs and shit. It's just, it's a kid show. It's it's very much a kid show. When the Teen Titans that we remember, it's not really a kid show at all. They were actual teenagers doing like teenager shit, like eating junk food, fighting villains, going through relationships and stuff. Because Beast Boy went through, like, real heartache when Terra left. And I guess it was, uh, I guess it was a kind of a mutual thing between Robin and Starfire, but it was the sexual tension there. And, you know, Slade was very real and a very, very hefty threat because, you know, I mean, if you haven't watched it, the original Teen Titans, it was a 2003 era, was, I mean, it was amazing. And like, if I could find those on DVD, I would probably buy those. And I wouldn't, yeah, I would buy those because those were those were legitimately good cartoons. Anyway, I digress. Teen Titans Go is the complete opposite of that. So, I've one of my kid one I worked for a uh, youth mentoring or organization. And one of my children said, uh, Mr. Leroy, Mr. Leroy, uh, I know you like Teen Titans. Have you seen the new movie trailer? It's like, no, nah, man, I don't watch trailers. He's like, but Mr. Leroy, the Teen Titans that you like is coming back. And this kid's like eight years old. So the fact that he's talking to me like about stuff that he knows I listen to, I'm a little intrigued. So I watched the trailer just to humor the little man. And very much so, my 2003 Titans are there. And they are fighting the Teen Titans goals of now. And you can obviously see 
like the style is different between the two you know there's goofy there's serious and then you know in true trailer fashion it spoils it because who's the bad guy trigon uh trigon 2003 is teaming up with trigon of 2016 13 14 or whatever and they're gonna take over and destroy the multiverse so now they have to team up and yeah I mean, just to see the stark differences in the art styles is just amazing. They, you know, they kept the same cast. It's going to be great. I plan on buying it. It's on DVD. It'll be on DVD in, oh, well, I guess there's no release date. I feel like on the trailer it had a release date, but it will be on DVD on and Blu-ray later this year. So, definitely going to go check that shit out. <coughs> um. And I have to end my story, uh, my show on a very somber note. Um, today we lost a, a a very popular guy, um, just a guy who likes to make people laugh. Um, Desmond Amofa, whose na- whose YouTube name was Etika, uh, passed away today uh, at the age of 29. They confirmed it. This morning, or they confirmed it yesterday, I guess, because I guess, yeah, this story's a day late, but, um, the tweets, uh, the tweets were nothing nice to read. They found him dead in the river, in a river, because he drowned himself. Um, if you've never seen one of his videos, I mean, he started in 2012, and he was hilarious, um. His fandom was Joy-Con Boy, because uh, he used to love and cover Nintendo. But it's it's really sad when you see somebody so who seems so happy and so full of life and so dedicated and you know nothing out of the ordinary. But to see and hear stuff like this is the kind of shit that makes me happy to do what I do because working with kids, you know, I want kids to be as happy as possible and avoid all of the trauma, any trauma that they can. I do believe in, you know, certain things being necessary, like you need a bully in your life at least once just so you can learn how to, you know, stand up for yourself. Because if you go through life without any struggles, you know, there's no possibility that you're going to be ready for anything. But, you know, this this guy, I mean, he's right along the realms like of Robert Williams type things where, yeah, they seem happy. He's good at making everybody else laugh. He's good at making entertaining everybody else. But inside, you don't know what people are going through, and it's really it really sucks because we lost um, we lost uh, one of the legends, man. I mean, <clears throat> I hate streamings. I hate streamers and this Twitch culture that we have. But I honestly say I, I had this guy subscribed and, you know, it's just sad to see something like this, man, because it breaks my heart. Really, real talk. It do, because you don't know what people are going through. So, you know, if if you're having a bad day, um, I actually had to talk to one of my staff today because um, she's a college student and she just had a death in the family and she, she literally had a panic attack. So, you know, just take into account that people are going through shit. You know, it's not so much that other people can't be, you know, touched or anything like that. Like, 
the way my relationships with most of my friends work is that we insult each other a lot, but we only say in that shit jokingly. But I know for a fact that a lot of my friends are very depressed, and uh, I hate that for them. You know, um, so this is my message out to anybody out there. Um, please feel free. I I love. I don't mind talking to people if you need to talk it out. Uh, I do. I do things like this in confidence. I don't care. <laughs> Reach out to somebody. Make sure you voice yourself. You know, I don't. I can't say you know that I'm depressed, but <clears throat> everybody deals with shit. So if you need to talk it out, I'm always here for anybody that needs to do shit like that. I have rough days. I have people in my circle that I could talk to about shit. Uh, Cole Jackson being one of them. Like, that's one of my ride or dies, real talk. Like, if I have problems, that's a guy who I can go to. That's not my parents. That's not my wife that can just be real with me, you know. So find you a support system, guys, cause, and treat people right. Don't fuck with people because you never know what people going through. This is 29. That's that's so fucking young. And that's 3 years away from where I'm at now. I'm 26. Like like life ain't even really begun yet. You know what I'm saying? So I hate to end it on a somber note, but um RIP my boy. I'm off a I'm uh, not fuck it. I'm going to call him his name again. RIP Etika. Um Just man, so yeah. Um, I'm not gonna end it on a somber note, uh, but we do um, remember him today for all of his work that he's done. But I will end with um, some things to look forward to. Uh, if you're a PlayStation Plus member, um, Pro, Pro Evolution Soccer 2019 is going to be free this coming month in July. And Horizon Chase Turbo is um is a very '90s game, but yeah, um, those are your PlayStation Plus free games. Um, I would give you an Xbox Gold list, but actually has not been released yet. We should be looking to hear something on Friday uh, with Major Nelson, who's usually the guy who tweets them out. But I I literally can't give you anything for. Xbox Gold, other than by Game Pass, because shit, that's all they pushed in E3. Uh, yeah, so uh, look, check out Twitter. I guess Microsoft Twitter for the uh, free games for July, because fuck, I don't know. Uh, yeah, and uh, I'm gonna end this with a games I'm going to buy, or games I'm gonna buy at some point. Um, oddly enough, not a lot in uh, June, because uh, June's pretty much over. But um, I'll probably end up buying Super Mario Maker 2 for my wife because she's a huge Nintendo fan. I mean, like, huge because that's all she ever played. And uh, I'll probably end up buying that for her <coughs> in June. Um, July has a few things that I'm interested in. Apex Legends Season 2 comes out on the 2nd. And Apex took the world by storm. Like, by storm. Um, they are remaking Red Faction Guerrilla, a remastered edition. It's coming to the Switch on July 2nd. I might check that out because Red Faction wasn't a bad game. Uh, Attack on Titan 2, the final battle, comes out on the 5th, which, hey, Attack on, if you haven't played the Attack on Titan game, play that shit. 
Uh, Wolfenstein Youngblood comes out on the 26th of July to uh, all consoles and PC. In August, not really looking at a lot, um, but I am for some reason interested in this Blair Witch game. And I hate scary shit. I really do. But, god damn. <laughs> um, for people who like RPGs, like I know uh, Rockman's probably going to get the Sword Art um, Fatal Bullet Complete Edition coming to the Switch on the 9th. I will not. Um, in September. Now, September is one of the biggest fucking months. Uh, like, like plain, straight up biggest months of games. Because not only do you have Borderlands 3, you got Destiny 2 Shadowkeep DLC. Which, if you still play Destiny 2, congratulations. Um, Dragon Quest 11 is coming out. Cold Vein. Planescape. Contra Roll Core. Baldur's Gate. Uh, Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening uh, remake for the Switch is coming out. FIFA 20. Grid. They still make Grid. I didn't even know that. Uh, Gears 5 is slated for September 10th, but we don't know because we ain't fucking seen anything at E3. Um, Monster Hunter World Iceborne DLC is coming out. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. Gears 5 for the PS5 and uh, PS, PC and Xbox is comes out September 10th. If you're on Game Pass, you get it on September 6th. It, um, what's the word? Allegedly. Um, the Spiral Reignited Trilogy is coming to the Switch on September 3rd. Um, yeah. So, man, there's a lot of games coming out. Not really much in October except for Breakpoint for Ghost Recon, which if I know Rockman, he's going to be crazy about. Call of Duty Modern Warfare Remake comes out October 25th. Wow. Um, in November, 13 is coming out with a remake. Shinmu 3 is probably, that's what it says here. It's not coming out. I know that. The Google Stadia Founders Edition, November. No date yet, but November is supposed to be the day. Death Stranding, if you want to fuck up your life and fuck up your mind, comes out November 8th. Um, <coughs> Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order comes out November 15th. Uh, the Pokemon Sword and Shield comes out the 15th as well. And Doom Eternal comes out on the 22nd. Uh, yeah. Nothing much for December other than Life is Strange and Blazing Breaks. But those are the games that I am um, keeping my eye out for. Not necessarily going to buy every single one of them. Because this shit costs money. And the way Trump trying to make these tariffs, <laughs> we may not buy no damn games. We may not be able to buy no damn games. So, guys, I think I gave you enough to listen to uh, I've been talking for a good hour <coughs> hour or some but you know there's some things you may have known you might not have known I hope you learned a lot I hope you're full um, from this plate that I just served you you know what I'm saying uh, more grease than beef uh, that's a crit reference for anybody out there ha. Um, guys if you have any questions comments concerns um, funny jokes emails Random thoughts that you'd like to send and have yourself, your thoughts, be projected on the show. Well, if you want to be on the damn show, hell, all you got to do is talk to me. I know I am working out um, with one of my former uh, co-workers, GameStop, not Rockman. Uh, I am going to work out a time where he will be on the show. He's a dedicated black nerd like myself. Um, and he's also a father of a nerd, which 
it's something I aspire to be one day. So I'm looking down. He's if he's listening to us now, he knows who he is. <clears throat> um, we plan on getting back on track at some point, guys. But right now, schedule is just crazy. So bear with us. As always, I'm very appreciative of Rockman and our fans that listen to this show dedicatedly, dedicatedly, that are dedicated to listening to this show um, every time it comes out. The people who are patient with us, yes, we know we're supposed to be on Tuesday and Thursday, but as you see, shit happens, and sometimes we might have an episode on Wednesday. But yeah, guys, um, uh, and you can hit us up at any one of our social media outlets, which is the Nerd Plate everywhere. Even on Twitter, which, like, oh, my God, like, it makes it so comfortable for me to be able to say I have a Twitter handle that is actually my name, the name of our podcast and not something goofy. Um, it really did take a lot. Like, two years I was battling or I was telling Twitter that, hey, this guy, can I have this? He's not active. He's blah. I sent multiple DMs to the guy. Thankfully, someone listened and just deactivated his account. So I got my... uh. I guess it's a, yeah, it's a username. It's not really a um, uh, URL or anything like that. But I finally got my username. Please um, tweet us at NerdPlate. Uh, check out our Instagram. We try and keep up with this thing. But like I said at the beginning of the show, we are two niggas with lives and relationships and family squabbles, family squabbles and stuff like that. We have lives. We are just two people. This is a podcast that we do for fun. Um, for our, not really for our benefit, but it's just fun and it somewhat benefits other people. So that's, that's my time. I'm about to go, um, I'm about to go do some stuff. I'm probably going to play Mortal Kombat. I'm still waiting on challenges for Mortal Kombat 11. Again, it's on Xbox. Leroy Ketchum is the gamer tag. You already know where you can find me. Um, the combat league is up. I'm doing great and I welcome any challenges. Uh, but yeah, send any and all email questions to the nerdplaypodcast at gmail.com. <coughs> you can catch us here on this podcast every Tuesday and Thursday, um, usually whenever we put the episode up. So, uh, guys, I've been Leroy Ketchum. Thank you for rocking with me. Shout out, I'll holler at y'all later. Peace.